Strike the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Man, I'm so glad we kept that music tape. It's so good. That was the one thing that everyone was really, really worried about was that change the name to whatever you want. You can get rid of the teed-up name, just do not get rid of the intro music. People weren't even excited about getting a new feed. They were more upset that we might lose right. the music. And I, I can't blame them, but we kept the music. We're here. It's One Shiny Podcast. We're back again with our... Uh, if, if you didn't listen to our first podcast, we did yesterday our the top 25 teams, that, and, and not the 25 best. No, just the, our the 25. Our 25 that we found the most interesting. What do we do, Titus? We made it about us. We make it about us. That's what we do best. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had, we had good teams in there. We had very, very bad teams in there. Maybe the worst maybe team the in basketball. Worst team in basketball. Congrats, Pitt Panthers. Uh, yeah. So today we're here with our top ten. Again, these are not the teams that we feel are the ten best teams in college no. basketball. These are the teams that, to us, have the ten most interesting things going on. The the ten teams that we care the most about this year. Um, should we get started, Tate? You got, Absolutely. You got any thoughts before we get started? No, I just want to say this. I we I forgot to mention this yesterday when we talked about Kevin Stallings. People were very excited. That we got to talk about Stallings again. They lost to Duquesne last year, a program that you could be running. They did. So I just I was supposed I to coach I, Duquesne. I, I forgot to say that yesterday, and I was very upset that I didn't bring they it would, up. You so. know what? If I was coaching Duquesne, they would have lost to Duquesne this year, too. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. that was I love it. One. I like guarantees. By the way, before we do get started, we were number one on iTunes, I guess, yesterday, which is pretty good. Thank, <laughs> thank you, everybody, uh, listening and subscribing and telling your friends and all that. And, and listen, we know we know the deal. We, we know get how, it. We, we know understand. the iTunes algorithm. Yeah. We don't need to point it out to us that yeah. it's just because we're new. And you know, like next week we'll be we're 37. novices. We don't care. We're just we enjoying don't the care. moment. Yeah. We have a screenshot of us sitting at number one <laughs> that we can now walk it's around. Not photoshopped. We didn't we do can anything. Now Kick down Bill Simmons' door and say, <laughs> get the hell out of here. This is our office now. Show him the screenshot of our podcast above him. That's all we really cared about. That's all we've ever cared about, Dave. We might as well shut the podcast so down. So basically we did it. This is the final episode. This is the season finale. That was the, the, podcast the one finale. we did yesterday was for us. This one is for the fans <laughs> just as a thank you. And then I think we're done. That's it. That's all That's all it is. So we're going to go through our top ten today. Um, it's a limited College series. basketball is starting today, Tate. It's official. It's, today. it's getting going. Uh our number 10 team, yeah. the Wisconsin, formerly known as the Buzz Cuts. You, I used to call them the Buzz Cuts back in the, the mid-2000s. Every guy rocked the, uh, the Joe Krabenhoff. Uh, that, was, that was the look, the Buzz, the Brian Butch. Uh, all those guys had the, the Josh Gossard. I was so excited to bring up line. Brian Butch, but I'm upset that you brought him, up, I brought first. him up first. Yeah, mm, that They hurts. used to be the Buzz Cuts, and then Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker came along, put it, put it into the Buzz Cut era, actually started, instead of doing the fundamental thing and like – Make the extra pass and and set set solid screens. They were, they were too like, athletic for they were Wisconsin. Like, what if we just dunked on people instead and just like and shot threes and, shot threes and, and did and spin moves? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Wisconsin was like, this is not the team that I want. A wanted. weird thing happened, Tate. They went to the final four. With them. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. When Bo Ryan got rid of his little thing where the guys that check in have to carry a towel and hand it to the guy <laughs> that you're checking in for, and then like yes. shake your hand and say. Good luck to you, sir. Yes. I wish you well today at this game. You know he got rid of that, and then suddenly Wisconsin turned pretty good. But um, those guys are gone. Mm. Uh, Sam Decker on the Clippers, Frank Kaminsky on the Hornets. I think they've been. I think all the guys that have Final Four experience, and I know the Wisconsin fans listening are gonna correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think all the guys in the Final Four are gone now. I think like the whole the whole group is gone, and this is a new group that they have now. But they uh, have our guy, Mr. P. R. himself, Ethan Happ. Yeah, this, so to me, there are two reasons why Wisconsin belongs in the top ten. Yes. Number one is Ethan Happ, yes. who is 
probably the most fascinating player in college basketball from the standpoint of he's like absolutely dominant and he, he last year did, did not shoot outside the paint. Did he doesn't take, shoot outside the paint. He doesn't shoot outside the paint. He he didn't shoot outside the paint. He may this year. This year, the rumor is, and by rumor I mean I saw the Wisconsin basketball Twitter account tweet a, a thing from an exhibition game. I don't watch exhibition games. I'm not. I have too much to do with my life. They tweet up a I do. video. Take <laughs> <laughs> Uh They tweet a video of him shooting threes. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? We have to point this out. Let's get a little uh, like last season. Ethan Hab did not take a three point shot the entire season. That's hard to do. No, like, sometimes like at the end he of a, shot, a jump even, shot. Yeah, yeah, he shot fifty percent from the free throw line. This guy does not shoot the basketball. His entire game is posting up, (laughs) holding the ball for like three seconds, waiting to pass. And then when like no one becomes open, he says, he turns to his defender and he's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do a baseline spin move. Are you ready? And the defender's (laughs) like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm not ready. He's like, all right, I'll give you a second. And then he waits a second. He's like, are you ready now? And the defender goes, okay, I think I'm ready for your spin move now. (laughs) Like pushing back and forth. And then he does the spin move and dunks on him. And the defender's like, wait, I wasn't ready. What happened? That was Ethan Half's game last year. That was all he ever did. And, And you watch him and you're like, this guy is not good. He's not good. And this is this is in November. You're like, he's not a good basketball player. Yes. December, you're like, he might be a decent basketball player, but he's, he's not a solid. good basketball player. That's what in January, always, he's, he's always like, solid. He's okay. And then by February, you're like, I think he's okay. he's pretty good. And then by March, you're like, God damn, this guy is a really, really good basketball player. And if player. you look at the advanced metrics, which like I don't like to do because that's a lot of time I don't want right. to waste with my life. But he dominates everything. It's like PER plus minus. All mm. this stuff that you see is like defensive. I, like it's like ridiculous. I got, I got into Twitter fights. Every single I got into Twitter fights with nerds last year about uh, oh, Swanigan versus Hap. Yeah. And well, because the, they're always like back yeah. and forth. But Hap is always first somehow. I mean, like I was, a, I was win a, shares, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Like yeah. Ethan Hap is at the top. I was the old school eyeball test guy. I was like, yeah. you watch these games. Swanigan is killing everybody, and they're like, yeah, but Hap, he doesn't. <laughs> So Did you see I love, Hap and Koenig last night? I came around. Though, I, I kind of like I was I was against Hap because of that because I, I it just like pissed me off that people thought he was better than Swanigan. Yeah. But then you start watching more, you're like, all right, I get it. This is kind of insane that this guy is this good. Um, but so if he's shooting threes this year, I mean, it, it's over. This guy's the, the question. The question becomes: Is this like a real? thing where he's added the three-point shot to his game or is this like the Nigel Hayes three-point shot where it's like I got to show NBA scouts I can shoot and all you really do is show NBA scouts let's hope to God it's not the Nigel Hayes shooting that's the big question that's gonna be the million dollar question I'm gonna pump the brakes real quick on Ethan Happ we're slurping him a lot right now telling him how great he is (laughs) the guy cannot handle a double team last year so teams started double teaming him like in February March and he just froze. You know how you did, like, you just talked about how he did the spin moves. Like, wait a second. Well, he just did that, and there were two guys two around guys, him. He yeah. didn't know what to do. And now he's going to have shooters. He had Hap, and Kanan obviously could shoot last year. But he had Hayes. Hayes. Uh, he couldn't pass the ball out to him to take a shot, or we didn't want him to. So he was getting trapped. But now he's got – so if you got a Kobe, a King, and an Iverson, and they all go to a bar, right? Ooh, I like where this is going. Continue. Well, it's just the Wisconsin basketball team going to get a drink in Madison, Wisconsin. You got Kobe oh, King, right. do have, Khalil yeah. Iverson. Khalil Iverson, yeah. Yeah, you got some great names on wow. this team, so I'm very excited about that uh, with these guys. And They also have this kid, Brad Davidson. Yes. Uh, did you know about him? Yes, freshman. I know one thing about him, and again, shout out to whoever runs the Wisconsin uh, <laughs> basketball Twitter account that I saw. The guy rolls up his, uh, he's bringing the buzz cut era back. He rolled up his shorts. Yeah. Uh, he's got the buzz cut. Um, he had 13 points in an exhibition game yeah. that I saw. He's gonna be he's gonna be very craft esque. Yes, um, I think I think people are gonna really. Let's hate be him. honest. Um, he loves Wisconsin basketball. I've I've literally never seen him move. I've seen one still image of this guy. I've never seen like a video or anything of him. I've seen one still image, and I I know exactly what his entire game is. Yes. I know exactly how good he is. <laughs> one word. <laughs> grit. Yes, yeah. it's coming. Jim so, Rat. Um, 
And it, but so the first thing that, that to me made Wisconsin interesting is Ethan Happ. The second thing is Wisconsin has finished in the top four. All of, every Wisconsin fan knows this by heart. The top four in the Big Ten since mm-hmm. Bo Ryan's been there. Since 2001, they have finished in the top four of the Big Ten standings, which is just – to Wisconsin fans, that's the biggest deal in the world. To the other Big Ten schools, we're like – yeah, okay, You're like, cool. cool, dude. Cool, yeah. top four. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> nice. That's, that's amazing. You're a premier program. Yeah. Congrats. Wait, 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 what kind of streak is that? But um, I think the streak ends this year, Tate. I really do. And I think I think deep in their hearts, Wisconsin fans know it ends, too. I th- like we've, We have too many teams in the Big Ten now. Top four is actually sort of becoming more impressive. Now it does mean something. Yeah, yeah, now it's actually meaning something. But the the team, they, they lost they lost Hayes, they lost Koenig, they lost Vito Brown, they lost Showalter. Yep. You probably recognize some of these names. I know you don't watch Big Ten basketball. No, Showalter, we remember. He did yeah, the Aaron yeah, Rodgers, yeah, and he Aaron hit the Rodgers, shot, and, and then uh, yeah. was Chioza came down yeah, for Florida. Chioza, that was amazing. That was a great Aaron Rodgers moment. Yeah, because yeah, he always loses in overtime. You see Showalter, like the shot goes in, you just see Showalter like, I regret hitting. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I, I really like, should <laughs> not have done the yeah. discount double check. Eek. Oof. <laughs> Poor State Farm. They thought it had a nice little commercial out of that whole moment. So I was getting ready to. I was. I. I was going to say that if Wisconsin does finish in the top four this year, I will give myself a buzz cut. But I don't really think that that's that big of like a thing. Well, because you know? I wear a white guy with a buzz cut. I wear so, hats all the yeah. time. But like I'm already three fourths the way to a buzz <laughs> cut already. <laughs> so it's not really. Every day. Like right so I'm gonna there. think of something. I'm gonna think of some sort of like gamble. Something or other with Wisconsin fans. I think that I should just take. I think you should fly to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and just live there for a month. Only eat cheese and just uh, like crops within Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Just become everything that Sheboygan wants you to be, and then come back and just see how you view life. Yeah. So uh, middle America, Mark Titus. I like that. Wisconsin has been to five Sweet Sixteens in the last six years. That's a lot. That's again. That's like a perfect Wisconsin stat of like. That's pretty good. You know, is it? You know, like I mean, obviously it's five Sweet Sixteens, but like. You know, they're sweet 16. Can so I ask like, you about Wisconsin when you just think about the program? Like, who's yeah. the best player in Wisconsin basketball history? Like, to, in your mind, when you just hear Wisconsin. As soon as I think of it, it's Kaminsky. Yes. Yeah. Which is wrong. Give me give me your... It's Michael Finley. Uh, it is Michael Finley. It's 100% Michael Finley. One. I'll if, give you Michael Finley. As long as as no. long as long no one tries to argue Alondo Tucker. That was the one that always pissed no, me off. Yeah, that's dumb. Michael Finley is the guy, and and not only that. So I'm I I had this moment. I'm like trying to think of the Wisconsin guys that really matter to me in my life. You know, I'm like going through Tucker, all these other guys that have that have done good things there. And I'm like, what is Michael Finley up to now? You know. So I go through it. Michael Finley. He started a production company, a movie production company, right? And he so he finances movies. Okay. So here's what he's done: Lee Daniels, the Butler, Michael Finley, finance helped finance that Wait, movie. Wait, what? Wait, what? Tom Cruise in American Made. The blockbuster movie that just came out, financed by Michael Finley. Wait, what? Wait, what? What is my? How are we not giving Michael Finley more credit? This dude's out this here just like making a, movies and stuff. I, I I hear the Ringer editorial staff just their ears are buzzing here, and let's talk about this. This why why are we not writing about this? This is a story. This is a feature. Oh no, none of that. Talk. None of that. This is not a story. <laughs> this is just. I want to know what the hell Michael Finley was up to, and he should get more credit. But it, it just it made me upset that when I think of Wisconsin, I think of buzz cut dudes and I should be thinking of Michael Finley so yeah. that was just my apology to Michael Finley for all these years for just being wrong basically for being overshadowed by and not going to see American Made with Tom yeah, Cruise right. come on you want to move on yeah number nine uh, the Wichita State Shockers boy do I have they, some questions Tate, about Tate this program loves Tate is a mid-major hater notorious no, mid-major I'm not. hater no I'm not <laughs> I'm come on come like on Shockers that. so uh, the, the skinny on Wichita State Won 30 games heading into the tournament last year. Ended up winning 31. They beat Dayton in the first round. And the uh, at the time, it was the uh, 
who's going to take over for Tom Crean game where yes. Archie Miller is playing Greg Marshall and then Greg Marshall won and everyone's like, oh, it looks like Greg Marshall's going to take over. And I was like, eh, we'll just go with Archie. We'll yeah. Go, well, we well Indiana like, has I'll like s- Indiana basketball Adidas money and then there's Coke brother, yeah. you know, eight yeah. you know, richest Dude, people in the world money. Stick, stick, stick to sports. <laughs> stick to sports. We don't talk about Coke brother. Uh, no, what happened was Greg Marshall who like, the, the rumor in the college basketball circles is every time Greg Marshall, a new job pops open, Greg Marshall like throws his name out to the, whatever the job, makes yeah. his name. And then the schools will call him and of then he'll, he'll ask for like $7 million a year and everyone's like, what? Wait seven, what? Wait what? Seven million dollars a year? You've been to one final four? What is it? Wait, what, it what was it in Alabama? Right then, in 2015, he got offered like four point. I think it was four point some yeah. million that it got leaked Probably. out, and then he like you know weirdly was yeah. like now making that at Wichita State. It was like how did that happen? I remember <laughs> he he. Someone told me I forget who. Um, one of the one of the ESPN. College basketball people. That are I hope stories. it was, was Seth Davis. About, yeah, it was probably. Yeah, it was, probably. Who cares? Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter who it was. It was telling me that like he he wanted the Tennessee job sort of, but mm. he also wanted like eight million dollars a year, which is just completely absurd. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and they were like, "We'll pay like, Rick Barnes Nick, four million. It's more than Nick Saban makes, <laughs> yeah. you know." Like, so anyway, um, that we know of. That we so know. So that of. that was that was back to my point. Wichita State wins thirty games heading into yeah. the tournament. And for and and getting rewarded by winning thirty games, which is very hard to do in college basketball, they were handed a ten seed. In the My tournament. favorite seed in the tournament. It was uh, so good. So the the Wichita State brass got together, said, "This is bad. We can't have this happen. Where we we got to get out of this conference. We got to get out of this conference." Yeah. And they joined the American. Um, at the time, I thought, "Who cares? It's a set. You know, Wichita State. They're a good program, but they're do they really are they a prominent pro? Like, should I care that a second tier program went to a second tier conference?" The answer at the time was no. I've thought about it. I'm actually kind of excited. I'm excited to see them actually play like real teams now. They have to play real teams for right, the first right. time. I mean, because so basically everyone loves Kim Palm talking about that. They've been in like since like 2011, right? They've been in the top 10 in Kim Palm at the end of yep. every year. And everyone's argument against it is, well, look at the competition. Of course they dominate the competition. You know, that's what everyone says. That's, what everyone says. that's everyone's uh, voice. Yeah, it's every, that's, that's the, the collective air, voice. That's the collective voice of everyone that says that. Uh, my whole thing with that is, first of all, Kansas. Why are they scared to play Wichita Kansas. State? Because they have nothing to gain. Because well, when Wichita State beats them, it's like the biggest deal in the world. When Kansas wins, they're like, oh, you're supposed to. Well, okay then. Kansas State. Why won't they play Wichita State? Now, that's a good question. That's a good question. Nobody will play right. them. There was a state senator in 2013 that tried to put a bill in for them to, for them to, like it was a mandatory for them to schedule a game. I love it. And it didn't go through, of course. I just don't understand. Like this is, you know, promote Kansas basketball. It's a great basketball state. This is a uh, th- this is always the thing with with the, the double edged sword of uh, you know Wichita State doesn't play anybody, but no one will play them. Exactly, everyone's so scared to play them. Yeah, but, but, but now, they are a prominent enough program. It's like if you lose to Wichita State, it's like oh a final yeah, I four think team. Now it's like, fine. like who cares? I think now it's fine. I remember when Ohio State lost to Wichita State in 2013. Yeah, because uh, Ohio State was in Gonzaga's region. Wichita State beats Gonzaga, who was the one seed, mm-hmm. and. Ohio State, I think, was the two or the three yeah. in, that, in that region. And so Gonzaga loses to Wichita State, and I'm like, we're going to the Final Four. <laughs> this is amazing. Ohio State's going to go to the Final Four. and then Because we had gone to the Final Four in 12. I was like, we're going back-to-back Final Fours. Yeah. And then um, we lost to Wichita State. But at that time, it wasn't really that embarrassing because they were – they were pretty good that year. So that's another upvote for that's that what I'm mile. saying. Like, but at the time, you know, like it's just slowly becoming – I don't know. At the time, like losing to Wichita State, you're like, we can't lose to Wichita State. And then we lost. You're like, actually, that team's kind of good. And then here it is four years later, and you're like, looking back on that loss, that wasn't really that big of a deal. Not at all. And can I ask you just Greg Marshall in general, like where does he stand? I feel like a lot of people are split on that. We talk about like the top coaches in college basketball. And obviously, you know, Bill Self, Coach K, all these guys get thrown out. He's one of the cool names now to throw out. It's like, 
What about Greg Marshall? He's you heard, one of the you young, heard about this guy, the young up and comers. What yeah. is he like, fifty three or something? Yeah, he's, he's been young. coaching forever. He's been around <laughs> just as long as everyone else. But everyone's like, well, what about Wait, that young what, guy, Greg Marshall? So uh, Wichita State brings back basically the entire team that won thirty. It is. They ended up winning thirty one yes. games. Yes, so I think they McDuffel, lost one guy. Yeah, McDuffie. McDuffie. <laughs> McDuffie. Whatever their names are, you know what I'm talking about. No, Marcus, it is. Mc, is it? Is it McDuffie? Marcus McDuffie? <laughs> Dude, I've been calling him McDuffie for like fifteen, however long he's been there. Because Greg Marshall dropped the duffel bag to get him there. That's what it was. <laughs> nice. doing the, See, uh, we got Shamit. Who? Yeah, he's got to change his name. He's got Landry. A, he's got to change his name to like Shamay. Shim Shim Wow. We Shem- called him Shamay last year. I called I think. him Shamay last year. Yeah, to, we were, to sound like we were proper and like, fancy. Because again, like who watches Wichita State all year? This is this is the point. Like we're gonna actually watch them this year because they're on TV Landry and they're playing real Shemay. teams. You know, Shamay sounds, sounds like a sounds nice. Yeah. I think if you put it in pronunciation, Shem- but yeah, Shamit's back. He was a killer in the tournament last year. He's actually got like a foot injury. I think both of them are hurt. Oh, like really? to start the year, it's like McDuffel, aka McDuffie, McDuffel, and Shamet are both. Uh, I think they're both like hurt now to start the you season. You know who else they have is uh, Shaq Morris as their big guy. Yeah. And first of all, it's cool that you know, like guys that like he's, he's obviously named after Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, and and those guys when Shaq was like a big deal, he, he's old enough now that like guys that are named after him are now playing college basketball. Yeah. But it's like with the Jordans when the Jordans right. got into college basketball. Yeah. Shaq, do you remember uh, uh, what was his name? Shaq uh, Goodwin on Memphis. Yeah. Um, from a couple years ago. Yep. He was a big guy too. So not only are these parents like naming them after Shaq, but they have the foresight to know that their kids are going to become big men and play college basketball. I think I like to think they're like in. Isn't the, that kind of insane? <laughs> yeah, they're like in the womb. They're like he's going to be about eleven pounds. So like. Shaq, yeah, yeah. like Maybe. Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Shaq. Maybe it's confirmation bias, but I I feel like you've <laughs> never seen a like five eleven point guard named Shaq. It's always just. You hear a guy that plays Shaq his college basketball, he's always a big guy. And that's that's insane to me. Or maybe it's like a perception when you already know his name is Shaq. You just envision him as taller when you see him in real life. You had a Oh, you know. I had one other note on uh Wichita State. What? Connor Frankamp's still there. Yes. And um He is. Do you know about his dad? No, please tell me. The rumors about his dad, like he's like the worst helicopter dad in college sports ever, and he's just like a huge pain in the ass. And that's the whole reason he transferred from Kansas. Why don't we know about his dad? Like, we need a story on Connor Frankham's dad. I need this is this to me. This is like just what I like. I want to know about Andy Infield's wife. I also want to know about I Connor, know about Connor dad because I've heard a lot of stuff about his dad, but I don't know. I want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. I need someone to sit down. This is a. I, I need the athletic to just do a deep dive piece on them, and then I'll read the first. <laughs> we can only see the first like what like twelve words, so right. we we can read the we can infer everything from there. We're just like I think here's where this is gonna go. I want, I want the athletic to write an article on on Frankham dad i read the first three paragraphs hit the paywall and then i just retweet it and i'm like damn great article this is a great this is a great article i learned so much i went in thinking this guy i went in thinking this guy was an asshole but now i come out thinking like yeah he actually made a lot of good points and his son is thriving at wichita state so that was a great piece that's i'm calling out the athletic i need that so great story uh also dickie v was just in wichita and uh i watched this he had his little banquet with greg marshall and he said i'm looking for a realtor here because I want to live in a place like Wichita, Kansas. Oh, my God. So if Dickie V ends up in Wichita, oh my God. I, I'm going there. I'm who, moving there. Who goes to more banquets slash luncheons <laughs> slash galas? Dick, Dickie V or, or Jay Billis? And what is the difference between a banquet and a gala and a luncheon? And like, <laughs> and how come I, I'm college events. basketball media? Go back to the old days. Just go to golf events. Come on. I've been in the college basketball media game for years. How come I'm not getting invited to these galas and these luncheons? And you Sorry, know, man. Maybe one day. It's ridiculous. They don't uh, have a lot of those in Ohio. Moving on to, speaking of Dickie V, let's move on to, to his team. 
The Fighting Irish. The Fighting Irish. A lot of people. A lot of people are like, "Wow, they're putting Duke at eight. No, 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 no. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Dickie V's other team, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, who yep. are going to take a step back this year. Probably not be quite as good as they were last year. Lost some important pieces, but that's kind of not where I stand, which I, is I very strange. Uh, here's what I, I, I think you missed may have misinterpreted what I said. I don't think they're going to win as many games, but they're going to be probably twice as fun to watch. And, and that's I th- why I have. That's why we have them. In our and I think end. they might be scarier to play. Like, I, like last year with Vestori and VJ Beecham, like I knew where the scoring was going to come from. This year, it's going to be a pick and roll game with Matt Farrell and Bonzi Colson. Colson. That is, those are two tough dudes. Holy hell! I don't, I don't think I want to play oh that team. Oh my god! Is that the best? If if you're putting a two on two team together in college <laughs> yes. basketball. We actually are putting the three on three teams. Yes, and I think they're you both and I are on yeah. the committee. Yeah, yeah. Can we say that? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah, are we allowed to say that we're on the three on three committee? The number one podcast on. I, I mean, can kind of lose rice say she's on the NCAA committee? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where people Dude, stand with this sports. stuff. Come on. <laughs> um, so Notre Dame loses Beecham and Vesturia. They bring Beecham. What did I say? Beecham. Beecham. I said VJ. Yeah. yeah, you know what I meant. Put them together. You know what I meant. You said McDuffle. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like it. I'm going back. <laughs> put them together. They lose a Beecham and a Vestoria. They bring back Colson and Farrell, yep. and you know who else is back? Fluger. Oh yeah, Rex. We love him. He looks just like Hayden Christensen. We I've said this him. a lot, did but you, he really does. Did you see the documentary on Netflix about the Compton Magic AAU team? Yeah, I did. And Rex Fluger played for the Compton he, Magic. He's so amazing. It's like every single day. I had this image of Rex Fluger, which is the typical Duke player. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like prep school kid. Right. Just goes in. Everything's been handed to him. He probably was like from Trenton, New Jersey, or wherever the hell he's from. And it doesn't help that he goes to Notre Dame. Yeah, like, of which course. Is, you know, and he's got the slick back right. hair. But he's had this great tournament moment with the tip in. You know, like yep. and people forget that that happened. And the the going to the Elite Eight game. Yep. They've been to back-to-back Elite Eights, which uh, I think... Until a, last year. But yeah, 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 yeah. But Colson and Farrell deserve a better NCAA tournament moment because that was not their moment like two years ago when they were going to Elite Eight and Jerry and Grant was carrying them and yeah. Demetrius Jackson was there. Well, they were pluses too. Yeah, they were they were there, the but like now it's like their team. And last year, they they first of all, they, they almost lose to Princeton. Princeton had a shot to beat him at the buzzer. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. And then they, uh, the next, the very, like two days later or whatever, they play West Virginia and just get smoked. But <laughs> it's not only that they got smoked, it was that I, I'm pretty sure that was the first game of the day of that, of the tournament. It was a noon game. Yeah. So it was like before the tournament even started, sort of, it just kind of felt like you never really got. You wouldn't even get to watch them. Yeah. Really. You didn't really get to watch Notre Dame and get that moment of like Farrell and Colson doing their thing. So I, I want them to have a moment. I, that doesn't mean that they need to go to the Final Four. I just want, I don't know. I want to see those two dudes just go nuts this year. I'm kind of worried that Bonzi Colson is going to be like Barkley was. Like he is a lot like Barkley as far as yeah. like the rebounds and everything. But Barkley's exit at Auburn was very, you know, they lost to Richmond. Yeah. It's like these, you know, like that's kind of how it happens. You really love these guys. They have this great regular season run. Like obviously they're going to do well in the AC yeah. tournament because that's what they do. And I'm scared that might happen again. But they also have this other guy, uh, the other senior, Martinez Gieben or whatever. He was on the Lithuania team that we were talking about yesterday that won the world games that that beat beat Purdue. Purdue, Yeah, Yeah, he like balled out in that game. And uh, I was reading all the stuff. Mike Bray was saying that he was going to be an integral part of this team this year. Uh, And then I got this other guy, TJ Gibbs, who had like 17 in their... I watched the exhibition game. 17 points. It was pretty nice. Uh, And also Digger Phelps at practice. Regularly Uh at practice. So that highlighter. You know why why Digger Phelps is named Digger? Because I'm pretty sure his parents like ran a mortuary and he like... Used to dig holes. I'm serious. I, th- I think I read that in Jim Beheim's autobiography. Because like Beheim's Be- parents were random mortuary. Isn't that crazy? That's that's kind of dark. Yeah, it's kinda, yeah, I was I was kind of yeah. open for another. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be something cool from like the seventies. Yeah. Like you dig it, dig. Yeah. yeah, like something like that. But so, wow. uh, yeah, but that's uh that's not the case. So Notre Dame number eight, uh, probably 
I mean, in general, they're the most fun team to watch in the country. Yeah. It's like them in Michigan every year. Yeah. If you're just picking, if you have no have no loyalties to any of these teams, and you're just like, just basically just go to Notre Dame, to see when they play a big team like uh, North Carolina. Do like circle a game and just say, right. I want to watch that game because it's going to be fun. Yeah. So we'll move on to number seven on yeah. our list of teams we're excited to, to to watch play. Kind of low, given given most years. I think but, we're gonna have some problems. We are, yeah. we've already started a rivalry with we the should, Kentucky Sports Radio yeah. uh, with Cass. So this the, the Kentucky old. Wildcats. Yeah, yeah, we did have a rivalry. Tate and I this summer <laughs> hosted Kentucky Sports Radio for Matt Jones. It was like it six in the morning for me. We was frozen. We had no idea what we were getting into. They reached out to us. They're like, "Do you want to host?" We're like, "Yeah, we know Kentucky and basketball. Whatever, we'll do it." It'll be fun, it was, and then it was not fun. It was it was, not. it was like fun in a it was a fun in a way that like it was a fun. I could not believe that it spiraled fun. the yeah. way that it did. I was like, wow, this is boy, has this changed? Well, the quickly. problem was we started out <laughs> we started out throwing haymakers. We, our, the, the problem was we thought people knew who we were. No that, one knew who, no we were. who we were. No, we, we assumed that we were going into like our podcast audience because like yes. those of you who listen to us regularly kind of know what we're about. And, and we have little sticks. Know that jokes. if we make fun of you, we're probably going to like say something nice later. Yeah, we may we mainly pick on people that are. Are good and they yeah. don't need us to praise them. Yeah, so like we, like Tate and I love Malik Monk and we yeah. were kissing Malik Monk and Deer and Fox's and ass I, all year. I adore and Malik Monk right now. We love so Hornets. much about Kentucky, yeah. but then we also don't like other things that think it's fun to make fun of them. So we started out on when we were hosting and, and we started out with the making fun of part, and that was very, that was very upfront. And people had no idea; they, they were just shocked. Remember, get that? this shit off my radio. Yeah, some guy literally said that to us, uh, and we were frozen, but we, we made it anyway, happen. Anyway, we're here to talk about the actual team, Kentucky this team, team yeah, this yeah. year. Uh, talk about these kids. Yeah, so. These You're kids. not into recruiting as much. I'm not into recruiting, so I'm gonna let you. So, like, if I just were to ask one. you, if you were just a basic normal fan, like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how people figure it out in Kentucky. You know, it's really hard to figure out new teams without like going and digging up all the stuff on these guys. But mm-hmm. it seems like everyone in Kentucky, all of a sudden, is like, well, I know Quay Green's gonna be good. I yep. know Nick Richard. You know, it's like I don't understand how all don't, this, how how this, this information has been disseminated to everyone. They all they know get, the, the information makes it to Kentucky, but nowhere else in the country. <laughs> nowhere else, like. No one else has any idea who these guys are or how good they are. And Kentucky's like, oh, I know everything. And they know, like, well, Quaid likes to go left most of the time, but sometimes he's he's working on his right hand. I'm like, what? How the hell do you know this? Like, where did this come from? It's amazing. Scouts don't even know that. So, um... The only thing I know about Kentucky is this. I put this together. So yeah. if, if you if you listen to our our the former podcast that we had, it was called mm. Teed Up. Rest in peace. Um, R.I.P. I I used to make fun of John Calipari for saying my guys all the time, and he talks about his his guys in the NBA, and he loves my guys, and it's all about my guys. And we found my out guys. this summer that he gets, or, or a few weeks ago, I saw uh, he tweeted he gets a, a printout of the stats of all of his guys in the NBA. Yeah. And, every and he morning, usually tweets them out if they do well. Yeah, and every morning, John Calipari's get, getting these stats. But then I put it together, and then I thought, like... Do you think he's getting Daniel Orton stats from Brazil, or just... <laughs> no. Just the... Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's just yeah. the NBA guy, yeah. And, and, His guys always tend to be, like, the better players. It's weird. I'm confused. Yeah. What happened to Darius yeah, Miller? Yeah. Uh, so, I was reading an interview, though, that he was doing about this team, and he started calling them these kids. Mm. And then it hit me. It all came together. It was like... You show up in Lexington, and yes. you're a, you're one of these kids, and that's how he says he's like, I have these kids. We yes. have these. We're trying to teach. How do I reach these kids? How do I reach <laughs> these kids? Cartmento. And then the goal, if you're one of these kids, yeah, is you want to have a good a good season at Kentucky mm-hmm. and become one of my guys. 
That's okay. how it works, Tate. That's, so that's, that's the, the evolution. It's like a caterpillar to a butterfly. That is his recruiting pitch. I see you. I, I'm, I'm John Calipari. You're Tate Frazier. I'm recruiting you. Mm. I see you being one of these kids. Mm. I think you come to Kentucky. You're going to be one of these kids. We have a lot of these kids, but I think I see kids all the time. I think you you can become one of my guys. I really see that in you. Thanks, Coach Cow. Now, where's the money? <laughs> uh, that's, so that's great. That's my, that's my take. So keep an eye on that this year. That's, that's his move. I will always keep an eye on that. I want to talk about, uh, so they got this guy, could have been the original none and done, Hamadou Diallo. He mm-hmm. tested out the waters of the NBA draft. Calipari convinces him to come back. Um, so no longer, now he's the none and almost done. That's going to be my new nickname because none and done didn't stick. None, uh, and, none and one and done. How none about and, that? <laughs> none and one and done. None and one and done. Uh, so he has this rule for Diallo this year. He's probably going to be their best player. But Calipari right now, he has a mandate uh, that he's put in for Diallo. Shoot a three and you're coming out. Ooh, uh, so that's something to watch. I can't so, play for that coach. Yeah, so I can't play for that yeah, coach. Neither can I. As shooters, we can't do that. But so basically, the whole season, I can't wait to watch because you know Calipari does this stuff. He used to do this with Boogie. You know, it's like if you take a jump shot, like you come at, like he has yeah, these yeah. weird little rules for these freshmen. Um, so Diallo is definitely going to break that, and I can't wait to see that Don't happen. Uh, can or, I talk? He's going to have like thirty points at halftime, and then he comes out in the second half and shoots a three, and Cal's going to be like. Hey, I changed my mind. <laughs> hey, kid, come here. Yeah. And then he's going to get his guy, Brad Calipari, to come in. No, not his guy. His kids. Oh, yeah. He's one of his kids. They're still his kids at that point. Do you think he calls him his kid so that he can refer to Brad as his kid? You know, and everyone's oh, like on yeah, the yeah. same page with Brad. Was, like yeah. they get it. Like that's why he can move. Yeah, how does Brad feel him? about like, like he's not special? They're all his kids. He has no. You well, know. that's always been the case, right? <laughs> Do you know that Brad? So I, I did a lot of research on Brad Calipari. This is Cal's son for people that don't know. He's a sophomore. He has to call him dad. Do you know this? That's weird. He doesn't call him coach, right? He calls him dad. That's weird. So at practice, when it's like, hey, we're going to run the three-man weave, you know, someone's like, hey, coach, like, who do you want to run the first set? He's like, hey, dad, should I be in the second set? Wow. Could you imagine that? That's weird. That is the strangest that's thing I've ever heard. He that's, does call him dad. That's, that's going to that's gonna hurt Kentucky this year. I, I, I want to move him down. Actually, we had him at seven. I'm going to re-slot them at ten, I think. Like Tyler Self's not calling Bill Self no, dad. No, you know, he's right. calling him coach. Um, one more thought. Uh, you and I say Calipari differently. You say no, Calipari. No, you say tomato. You say tomato. I say tomato. Uh, it's Calipari. Yeah. I think it is Calipari. It is Calipari. But I think he mispronounces his own name. I say Calipari. It's calamari. I mean, the food is calamari. You change the M for a P. Why would it become Calipari at that point? I think in the, in the South, everyone's always called him Calipari, and I think he's had to adjust. I think when he was in Massachusetts, it was Calipari, and then when he went south, everyone's like. Coach Calipari, you know. So, so do you think Kentucky's gonna be good this year? Because I, again, I don't follow recruiting, and that's their entire team. This is like the youngest team they've ever had, right? Yeah. So he keeps saying that this is the youngest team. Yeah. I think the thing, the people, the two guys to watch out for: Kevin Knox, who's like a legitimate score, going to go to the yeah. NBA, a wing player, like unbelievable. PJ Washington, the two of those guys. PJ Washington's dad is the coach of Finley Prep, Nevada, the school that oh, turns yeah, out yeah. all these guys. So he, you know, was obviously a big recruit for them to get. Um, those two guys are going to be good. But the the one I want to talk about is Vanderbilt. So he's a five star guy. He's basically the Harry Giles of this team. They're saying he'll be back. He has his left knee thing that's been flaring up all the time. They mm. said he could be back by January. Mm. But Cal said he's going to be back mm. earlier. Mm. But he's saying he doesn't know. Mm. So who knows? That's something to watch out who knows? for. Who knows? A none and done. Could be another none and done. Yeah. Uh, moving on, keeping it in-state, we are going for number six. Oh it's only God. fitting that we go with University Six. The uh, the Louisville Cardinals. My favorite team in basketball this season. I cannot wait 
to watch what happens. My first thing, Dave Paget, the interim head coach for people that don't know, he took over for Patino. Uh, all the headlines I've seen, the team is much more relaxed with Dave Paget. Now, folks, That's, there's no way. I so they so let me get this straight. <laughs> they the team was getting prostitutes brought in <laughs> to take care of their needs. Yes. And then they got a new coach, yes. and now they're more relaxed. Yes. Interesting. Can we hear? Can That's we play? Can we play a quick? Uh, so basically, Rick Pitino is obviously out at this point. Uh, he has some thoughts about the situation at Louisville. Yes, yes, we need to play. Let, let's hear his thoughts on this, and we're going to chime in afterwards. When you say the University of Louisville, the people there, the love of my life, the other coaches, I worship the ground that my players walk on. That's how much I love them. But. To me, this board of trustees locking me out of my office, telling me I'm dismissed before facts came out. Let it develop. They're not the University of Louisville. They're a board hired by the governor to deal with the, the president's situation a while ago. They're not the University of Louisville that I know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I worship the floor that my players walk on. Okay, Jay. What is it? Who who is handling their firing worse, Rick Pitino <laughs> from Louisville or Bob Knight from Indiana? Because oh, just shut just shut up, Rick. Just just stop talking. This just, is not the Louisville that I know, Mark Titus. Just stop talking. Like everybody knows that you. <laughs> everybody knows favorite. that you know. We have evidence that you know. We all know that. Just like just be like you I, got I me. I honestly think that the Sorry. FBI has like text messages between Rick Pitino and the kid and and Gatto, the Adidas guy. I think they have actual paper trail on this whole situation, and he's still going down. And he's not. He's not. And he's just like he's I, not. Co he's not ca caping anything. And he's trying to. I, I don't understand it. Why he's giving interviews and the the guy to is, Jay Billis. It, it's ridiculous. I love Jay Billis. Like that's maybe not the place to go out. Like Jay's Jay just sat there. He was so stunned that he was having this conversation with him. He was like, I can't believe Rick Patino wants to talk to well, me. He probably he probably thought he was dying in front of him. I mean, you see him like crying and he's got the white face and the puffy eyes. I said it's like Voldemort. Like he's on his last Horcrux. It's like the end. The end is near. I'm so curious to see how Louisville fans feel about Rick because I'm sure right I now think they love him. I'm sure right now they still love him. But when you when you realize what's about to happen, what's coming? I, mean, I, I still love him. Nothing's he's, changed. He, he's, he provides he's, us with content. Let me, let me we can tell talk you this. About. Rick Pitino is who I thought he was. <laughs> he's exactly who I thought he was. I never thought he was anything different. I don't know why we expected. Like we're in this moral quandary now with Hall of Fame. Like we want yeah. good guys to be in the Hall of Fame. We love good guys. Good guys aren't always great. Good guys at sports. don't win basketball games. Exactly. That's why. That's why Pitino, when coaches. That's why when coaches are about to get fired, yeah. the media always says he's a good guy. That's the sign for he's he's a shitty coach. Is when they're like, we're <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Crean is a great man. The better the guy you are, even <laughs> when the media starts saying you're a good guy, you're in trouble. When, well, when it also Tom means, Crean is a great man. I was it, like, shit, he's gone. <laughs> it also means send in your resume because we want to hire you at our right, TV right. network. Right. That's true at this too, point. Yeah. It's like, but yeah, that's, wanna, that's the sign. And no one, no one ever said Rick Pitino was a good guy. Ipso facto, he was a great coach. That's how this works. That's how this always works. I'm going to miss that white suit when you look like Tony Montana. So, uh, yeah, the, the interesting thing about Louisville, besides the scandal, is like I, I almost want to just assume that the program's a disaster and a, and a you know, they're going to be a dumpster fire this year because of everything going on. But they're on. not. They're actually, they actually are pretty good. I would have told you, scandal doesn't happen. Let's say that never happened. If you talked to, in July, if you were to come up and say yeah. on the street, Hey, what's up? What do you think about college basketball? Who would you pick? I would have right. said Louisville. 
because of Deng Adele, because yep. of VJ King, because of Mahmood. Like they have every single piece Mahmood of I love. A, they have a piece of like every single thing that you need to win a title, I feel like they have. And if yeah. Adele takes the next step, which is like I'm a scorer. They got Quinn Snyder, senior point guard. Yeah. They literally have every have piece that you need. Other and, than Rick Patino and, and, and the prostitutes. And Brian Bowen now. <laughs> Is, is he eligible? What's right. the story there? Because because yeah. I had I conflicted you forward. Yeah, on the podcast yesterday, we mentioned that he was eligible, but then I'm starting to think that I th- I think he was just cleared by the FBI and he's yes. not actually eligible. So that was my mistake. I, I led you astray there. Yeah. So I told you that he, the FBI had gotten rid of him. So I thought that meant that he was fine at that Louisville, he can play, and I knew play. he was on campus at Louisville, and I was okay. not wrong about that. So Brian Bowen, he's the guy that was implicated in the whole scandal with the FBI. He's on can on campus. He used to be, if you went to the Louisville roster page like yeah. three days ago, it would have his name on it. He's now been deleted from the roster page. He doesn't appear in the media guide, but he has access to all the university's basketball facilities, is he on but, sc- he's, but he's not permitted to practice with the team. So is he on scholarship? Yeah. Interesting. That makes no sense. I don't get it. So I don't think he actually can play on the team, but he's being able to use the facility. It's like basically a reprieve for like, sorry, we know that you got caught. I, mean, I feel I guess, bad, kid. I mean, I'm glad that he's getting able to go to school if that's what he wants to do. But yeah. I just think it's weird that he would be like he basically now could just be working on a machine and the team can't really engage with. I don't know. It's really strange. I, well, I've never I, anything like my it. My counter is this day for four years at Ohio State. They let me use the facilities <laughs> and I never got to play either. So, <laughs> I know. so, you, so, so you're so saying it happens. Yeah, there's a precedent to this. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Louisville has a really good team. Like the, obviously, yeah. they have a different coaching staff, um, and that's that's going to be th- those things matter. It, it, we're interested to see how much it matters. If they start sucking, then it's like, well, obviously, you know, the adversity became too much. Mm. If they start doing well, then they rallied behind Greg all the Paulus adversity and his defensive and tactics. And, yeah, it's going to be so good. Um, so we're, the jury's still out on what on how this is uh, going to affect them. We have to wait to see before we build our narrative but um do you think Paget will be the coach at Louisville I think so I think I mean I, I'm not like obviously if they go out and win one game or whatever he I think what's be. gonna happen is they're gonna go for after Chris Mack and make him a godfather offer because it's Louisville and like Patino mm. might even be there and just to drive home the godfather thing um Chris Mack is going to consider because it's going to be so much money and just such an insane opportunity he's going to accept the job mm. and then it's going to be uh coach K to the Lakers thing where oh, like God. Where like some kid writes him a letter and says like this means so much to me you you have to come back coach and then he thinks about it and he's like Xavier's my home I can't leave Xavier I played here he's never leaving Xavier he's never so he's I never don't think he's ever going to leave I, but I think that's going to be Louisville's plan is they think they're going to get Mac I got to jump in on that but. Coach K to Lakers thing every freaking body <laughs> got offered the Lakers job by Mitch Kupchak everybody it's just he didn't want you to leak it he's the only one that leaked it I made the mistake. I prematurely mentioned Coach Gay. God, was, so annoying. A, I can't stand that. that was, hey, so I have this game I want to play with you. Um, yeah. So Louisville hired Greg Paulus from Ohio State. GP. He, he got fired with Thad Mata. Yeah. Um, they also hired Trent Johnson as an assistant. So you got these like these guys that are that have been bouncing around. I forgot Trent Johnson was even. They hired Trent first. I didn't know what happened to Sorry, Trent Greg. Johnson. So uh, the game I want to play with you is, is he still coaching Division One basketball game? Let's do it. I'm going to give you some names. Yeah. You tell me, is this guy still a Division One basketball? We're going to do head coaches only. Yeah, I so no, if, please don't do assistant So if coaches. I said Trent Johnson, the answer would be no, he's not a head coach. Yes. But I'm going to give you some names of head coaches. And uh, Do I have to name the school too? No, no, no. Just tell me if you think he's still coaching. Right. Uh, so we'll start off easy. Larry Brown. Uh, well, high school. He's coaching high school. He's not even coaching high school, is he? I think he's coaching high school. I thought in he wanted to coach high school. And they're oh, like, maybe, maybe, they, to... maybe the high school yeah. got rid of him. That's embarrassing. He's, he's toxic. He's... No one wants. It. Yeah, Larry Brown's not. Someone coaching. hire Larry Brown. Uh, Steve Lavin. 
No. No, he's a Fox Sports. Yes. Steve Lavin's yeah, yeah, yeah. actually really good on TV. Hey, Steve Lavin added me on LinkedIn. Shout oh, out to you, Steve Shout- Hey, Steve. Hey, listen to the podcast. <laughs> Friend of the program. Uh, Billy Gillespie, is he still coaching Division One? Think about it. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's not. Is he high school? So what happened is he's back at the he, – remember he took a JUCO job yeah, like yeah, two yeah, years yeah. ago. He cheated his balls off. They, mm. they had every single game forfeited from that season. So he God. leaves. And now he's back at that same Chicago. <laughs> so he came back. Yeah, he's, he's nice. coaching there this year. Yeah, so that's what double jeopardy. So he's Never not, works. but he's not Division One. Uh, Kelvin Sampson. No, no way. He's at Houston. Still the head coach of Houston. Oh my! God. Wait, what? He's the best. Good for you, Kelvin. Uh, Tim Floyd. Tim Floyd. Tim Floyd. Uh, Iowa State coach yes. the Bulls. Coach yes. the New Orleans Hornets. Yes, he is. He does have a job. Why do I know that he has a job? Yes, he almost does. took the Arizona job, and then they gave. It to he Sean does Miller. have a job. I just can't remember he what does, school yeah. it is. He's at, he's at UTEP. Yep. Um, what about Ed DeCellis, who left Penn State under the? Uh, he left and went somewhere. Sandusky controversy. He, he went somewhere. He has a job. Yes. Do you think he's still there? Yes. Okay. Do you think he's still there? No, though? he's not there. He left Penn State because I remember we. But tried do you to think f- he's still at the place that he left Penn State for? No, he had a new job. Then he, he then left Navy, is what you're saying? Yes. This no, is, he's still at Navy. He is he's at Navy? At, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, Al Skinner, the Boston College coach oh, for a thousand Al, years. Oh, my favorite. Is he still coaching Division One basketball? No. He's at Kennesaw State. Good he's for you, coach. Al. Yeah, this is a, this is a yeah, fun yeah, game. I'm having so much People fun. are listening like, oh, damn, this, I'm learning something. Uh, ben Howland. No. He's at Mississippi State. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. It's a, I, I actually... The, the, by the way, to, to, to save tape... It's so Tate, amazing. I put this list together because I didn't know if these guys were still coaching, so I, did, I didn't know any of these answers either. What's amazing? That Ben Hallen has a, has, still has a yeah. job. You know what? Ben Hallen, good for you. He got Malik Newman. Uh, Wes Miller, your boy from North yeah, Carolina. UNCG. Yeah, UNCG. Shout out to I, Greensboro. I thought I, could, I thought I could squeeze a North Carolina one by you. Thanks. Uh, Steve Fisher. Oh well, he just retired. He just retired. Yeah, San Diego State just retired. Actually, we were talking did about he this get a job, day. but did he? No, no, no. He's no, done. He's, no, done. he's no, done for he's good. Done. He's done. I'll try to get you. Uh, Dan Monson, Gonzaga, the world famous for leaving Gonzaga. I feel like I remember handing him. the reins over to Mark Few, going to Minnesota. Yeah, where did he? End? No, I'm gonna say no. He's at Long Beach State. He's still coaching. Oh, we should go to one of his games. And I'd my, love to see him coach. Uh, my last one because I, I just love this. I don't know why this yeah. is so funny to me. Mark Fox. Is Mark Fox Georgia. still at Georgia? Yes, still at Georgia. Fox, he's still at Georgia. Still at Georgia. Still at Georgia. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It's just like I think it's I feel just, like every other every other program at Georgia's level just cycles through coaches, and for some reason, Mark Fox is just like because they're always going to be good. It's like yeah. we got Travis Leslie and Trey Tompkins. I had, a, I had a bonus question: Is John Cheney still alive? Yes, he is. Yes, yeah, yeah, I was surprised because I was actually looking at coaches uh, the other day that are like, you know, because I was like, who else is in Bobby Knight's territory that can still yeah, comment on these? Like, who who else that. still really cares about John Woody and cheating this this long, yeah. late in life? Let's use that as a segue to another uh, Philadelphia area team. You can't say Philadelphia team because people from Philly actually get really mad when they say Villanova is a suburb. They're they're in Villanova. They're not in Philly. But oh um, let's talk about the Villanova Wildcats. Let's talk about flip, flip, um, flip, Philadelphia. The the the. Defending, defending. I don't know how I was going to phrase that. They won the national title two years ago. That's what I meant to say. And then last year, Jay Wright went back to being Jay Wright, as, oh as we say. That was such a um, great comment right there. So, Jay yeah, Wright being Jay, Jay Wright. Wright. Back to, but <laughs> Tate, Tate and I do this thing where we we make fun of the... People the, that don't have a descriptor for yeah. someone, they say someone is being themselves. So it's yeah. like, that's Hank Aaron being Hank Aaron. LeBron, you know? LeBron James in the that's fourth quarter LeBron is being, being LeBron. LeBron. It's like, I don't really know what Tate that I, means. Tate and I love when that happens. So yeah. we, we start doing shtick and then... I, I actually start saying it seriously without realizing it because I'm making fun of it so much. Uh, so anyway, Villanova this year, um, they lose Josh Hart. Yeah. They lose Chris Jenkins. Who else yep. did they lose? Josh Hart, Chris Jenkins. 
Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? No. The, oh, and oh, Daryl Reynolds. Oh, Reynolds. 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 Yeah, that yeah. was the guy. That was who I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, so they lose those guys, but they bring back really good players. Um, hard to get hard to get a sense of this team because I feel like you and I love them, and the rest of the country doesn't as much. And th- are we wrong? No, we're not. They're the best team in the country. Uh, And the reason is the legend of Phil Booth. And for people that don't remember, I I saw Phil Booth firsthand, uh, the 2016 National Championship game, where he had, people forget, career high, 20 points, 6 of 7 shooting, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. Basically won that game. Everyone wants to give Chris Jenkins the shot. I mean, I know it was an amazing shot. It broke my heart. Phil Booth... I hated him. I I could not stand him. I looked up everything about him after the game. I was like, how do I, f- like, I got to get rid of this guy in my life. And then I, I saw that he was going to be able life. to come back the next year and he was so young. I was like, Villanova's going to terrorize me with this guy with Brunson and Booth and Bridges, yep. those three guys. And they're still and there. They're, they're all, and, yeah. And the big ragu. And the big ragu is still there. The big ragu. <laughs> I mean, they have a ridiculous team. And then they got Amari Spellman, this five-star guy that didn't play last year. Oh now he's going to be there the whole... I mean, they are... Remember that moment in time last year when, oh. when Dante DiVincenzo and Ty Jerome were like the toast of college basketball? Virginia versus Villanova, uh, for that people was, that didn't watch that game. It was whew. my favorite game of last year in the regular season. Yeah, Ty Jerome, who was like averaging <laughs> five minutes... He, he, he was averaging five minutes a game at that point, waving guys off in the Yeah, he went isolation. ISO. <laughs> ISO Jerome... He's my favorite player in basketball. The big I can't right, wait then, to watch him. Uh, so, yeah, Bridges was the defensive Big East player of the year last year. He's basically, he, carry, if you haven't watched him, he's Kerry Kittles 2.0. He shared, 100%. But he shared the award with Josh Hart mm-hmm. and Kyrie Thomas of Creighton. Yep. They, they had a three-way sharing of the Big East defensive player of the year. That sounds, that's, that's that sounds very new Big East. That's, that's very old new Big East. East. You know what they used like, to yeah, do? Yeah, participation trophy. Everybody was the Big East player. Do you remember what they player. used to do in the old Big East? I know we talked about this. God, word. the old Big East would not tolerate yeah, this. I think they had to fight to they the death. They hated each other. They hated each other. They hated each other so much. Oh, you don't know the old Big East. You, don't, you, think, you think your bullshit Duke Carolina is a rivalry? Go, go watch St. John's Marquette. On a Tuesday Have night you seen the in New York for the Big East? in the Garden, go to the Garden and watch St. John's. And <laughs> we love the old Big East. We're oh not gonna my make God! Fun of it. I, oh man, it was that was that was basketball like it was meant to be played back then. Do you know who we also need to talk about is Jalen Brunson? I know we brought him up a second yeah. ago, but I read his story. So Jalen Brunson's dad, Rick, yep. played in the NBA. Yep, was like uh, you played know, at Temple too, right? Yeah, yep. played at Temple. So he's a Philadelphia guy. He was all over the place. He's super tough on Jalen. Jalen was in Chicago. So basically, his dad gets in trouble for this masseuse scandal. Uh, like he was, Ooh, like basically, like he was having an affair with a, oh, a masseuse. That's interesting. Yeah. And basically, so they just like got on Jalen Brunson his senior year in Chicago. Everyone was being mean to him. Like he, he, but he wasn't yeah. reacting, right? Like he just had, he has a scowl when he plays that like uh, Jay Wright says he never smiles. Um, but he doesn't get faced by any of it. His right. dad's like, don't listen to this stuff, whatever. Basically, he's like the toughest-minded kid ever, and he goes to Villanova as a freshman, wins a national championship. Yeah. is just... He's on pace to become the winningest player in NCAA basketball history. He's won 67 games in two years. He's unbelievable. He's but really I found good. this story, so I'm a big fan of uh, Brunson in general, even though Billy King... Billy King cut his dad, and that, that was like the spiral, so Billy King, once again, hurting people's lives. Jalen Brunson, Michael Jordan in 2003, so he's been around NBA basketball right. his whole life as a kid, like a Stephen Curry type, Clay Thompson type. So Michael Jordan comes up to him in 2003 at a Wizards game, and he mm-hmm. has a Wizards jersey on. And Jordan asked him, Michael Jordan asked him, he said, would you like me to sign that? <laughs> okay, this is Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. Jalen Brunson's response, no, <laughs> you'll mess it up. 
If you don't think Jalen no, Brunson is the man, I, I don't know. That's pretty ballsy. I, I think I side with him on that one. I have a no. I t- I totally understand that. I was like a kid that would have a nice jersey. I grew you don't up want. a I grew up a Vikings fan because I my dad roomed with Chris Carter's brother Butch at, mm. at Indiana. And so, the hell of a story. Yeah, when I when I grew up, I would always watch my dad be like, "You see that guy catching the touchdowns?" I know. I used to babysit him, so I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." My dad knows someone famous. <laughs> yeah. So I cheered for the Vikings, and I bought a Chris Carter jersey for I got a Chris Carter jersey for Christmas. That's awesome. And then we met him one time, and he did the same thing to me. He signed it, and I was like, "Well, shit! Now I can't wear my Chris Carter. You know, <laughs> yeah. like now I can't wear it on game days. Like you know." So well, I guess it's good to worn out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so. But still, I just thought that was a great story. Is Villanova good for the Big East? That's the question. Is UConn good, good for women's basketball? They're too good is, for the Big East. Yeah. Why like, can't we get them in the ACC? They got a decent football program. They could beat their oh, football God. team could beat Virginia. I guarantee it. If, if if Villanova football played Virginia, they would win. Why? What's keeping them from going to the ACC? They're trying to win national titles in Division Two. They're football. trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, the Kansas Jayhawks, our number four team. Uh, lost Frank Mason, the National Player of the Year. Yep. Lost Josh Jackson. Uh, what was he? Was he Phoenix top Suns. five? Top yeah, five yeah, yeah. pick? Uh, yeah. Number lost three. Landon Lucas, who was neither of those things. Or number four, sorry. And lost Carlton Bragg, who was Carlton Bragg doing Carlton Bragg things. <laughs> Carlton Bragg is going to play on so many teams by the end of this. Uh, so, do you like Kansas this year? I do. Okay. And you know why? That's the apostrophe, Devontae Graham. I think he is probably one of the most efficient guards in college basketball. And we know people, the weird thing about college basketball, I think people. Everyone wants to talk about wings. Like, we were like, Andrew Wiggins could win a title. The only wing that's ever come in and won a title was Carmelo. And that's why he's yeah. special in that sense. And that's just because he gets a score at such an elite level. But it's all guards. And like, when you have a senior guard like Devontae right. Graham as a point guard, and then they get this other guy, Malik Newman, who was the number one point guard in the 2015 class, went to Mississippi State, transfers there. Now he's yeah. eligible. That backcourt might be. I'm not gonna say they're better because Frank no, Mason. No, say it. Just say it. Just jump in. Just I think you, they're you better. You want to say I it. I think they're better. You I, say I think it. Graham. I think Graham coming back is better than Frank Mason was last year, and it's just because he's six two. He can do more things. Tate, Tate's hot take last year was that Graham is actually better than Mason. I know, and, and Mason it, it, was just getting in his. People way. were very upset about that. I like Frank but, Mason. To be fair to Tate, he was also the uh, the uh, Marcus Page is just getting in Joel Berry's way. And he was. And he was. God, and he I was. Think, like, and now he's getting the way of Michael Carter-Williams with the Hornets. I think, I think now you, yeah. So um, that's interesting, interesting, interesting thought there. I where's, think, where's Graham from? Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't do that to me. But shout out Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, so. From where John Wall's so from. So Kansas, this is the the thing with Kansas was the, the, the thing last year was like Bill Self, who's famous for being the inside-out coach, yeah. being the, uh, the post play. Mm-hmm. He loves yelling at his post guys. Loves getting those 19-year-old kids. They don't know how to play right. Like, like he's like, I'm gonna base my entire strategy around you, and then that way, when we lose a game, I can blame it on you and yes. then just yell at you. And yes. that's like what he loves to do most. And then last year, he he kind of went away from that and decided to to go guard oriented. And I don't know if he decided to or if like Adidas decided to. for him. Or, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how those contracts. Kind of a, <laughs> we don't know how that works. But we're kind of in the same boat this year. Kansas has like two big guys. Yeah, one of them, Azubuke. Azubuke, who is a, a huge candidate for the uh, lost the the pounds of fat thing, where like they they say he he shed pounds of fat, where like guys lose weight and it's all 100 percent fat that they lost. Yeah, they never lose any muscle. Um, Who's your favorite Azubuke of all time? I think mine's Kalina. Kalina, yeah. Yeah, he's the best. That's I just want to put it out there. Oh, it's, yeah, well, there, there's some more. There's some more. But Kalina's the one that sticks out, I'm sure. Uh, he's great. I The other guy is Billy Preston, right? This five-star yeah, guy, yeah. 6'10", four. They, I mean, probably their their front line, right, is probably Preston at the four, uh, Azubuki at the five. Right. Right, to start the year. So that's going to be a young front line. So well, I mean, it's definitely... So, well, you're going to want to start Newman and Graham, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Ukraine maker's going to start. Unbelievably. I can't believe this, that he's going to start, but yes. Vic's going to start, isn't he? He's a starter. Oh, so or, uh, Gerald def- Vic. Yeah, he's a defensive stopper, I mean. Like, oh, so Preston will come off the bench. Preston might come off yeah, the bench. Yeah, yeah, so Preston will come off the bench. There's no way he'll start. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. He yeah. won't start a freshman. Yeah, he's going to go four around one like he did last year. And so have you seen this problem with this team? So they have they have uh, two. Ch- so they have three transfer guys that can't play. They have these the the brothers Diedrich and KJ Lawson. They have to sit out, and Charlie Morris to sit out. So they only have ten players that are eligible. Ooh. So one of these top guys has to play with the scrubs team. So they they were beating this team by fifty five, like in yeah. the exhibition game. And so they had to play either oh, yeah. Preston with four guys that are terrible, like Lightfoot and yeah. all these guys. Not terrible, sorry, Lightfoot, but all those guys that are just like <laughs> you know garbage time players for them. That when you're up fifty five, so they have to play one of their star guys with them so it's either we play second round surefire picks yeah, yeah. Mackay Luke or five-star freshman Billy Preston yeah. and they're in this weird predicament because you can tell both of them aren't very happy about it especially yeah. Sfee. Yeah, Sfee's yeah. like I'm not like I'm trying to get drafted like for, I'm trying to keep yeah. this thing going on yeah, yeah. like I don't want people to know that I'm really this bad but I will say this Sfee Mackay Luke missed all seven of his three-point attempts in their exhibition game I on Tuesday so I'm so excited <laughs> to watch him this season we're back for the Ukraine maker <laughs> Uh, let's move on to number three, the favorite to win the Big Ten, the heavy favorites, the Michigan State Spartans, Ooh. the uh, national, the preseason national player of the year, Miles Bridges. Um, is this the year the Big Ten finally wins a national title? It's been since 2000. This is the I, team, please. This, this drives me nuts. I, I, I don't, I don't like the conference pride thing when it happens with football. I'm very hypocritical with this when, when. Alabama wins the national title, and Tennessee fans are like, "Yeah, SEC, we did it again." I hate that. It's the worst. But nothing worse than how, that. However, however, I need the Big Ten to win a basketball. Championship. If I have, to I need the Big Ten to win a basketball championship. And is this the year, Tate? I think it is not. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I wish it was because I'm a big fan of Miles Bridges. Uh, here's what. Here's my my problem with Michigan State is guard play. Okay. I love Cassius Winston. Yes. I think he's a great player. Can't I play think, defense. think he yeah, he doesn't play defense. Izzo has this really short leash on him. Like he pulls him out of games and puts Nairn in and basically relies on Nairn to be the guy and he's just not good enough. So I hope that Cassius if Cassius becomes one of those guys yeah. like I'm Kalen Lucas or you know, I'm I'm one of these star or I'm Keith Appling, whoever it is, if he becomes one of those guys for them, then yes. If they Cassius could. Winston transforms into Muhammad when I was I was trying to make like a, <laughs> Muhammad like Cassius Clay yeah, becomes yeah. like the legend Muhammad yeah I don't know, sorry, yeah Ali Winston yeah that'd be yeah, good yeah. uh but yeah I don't I don't know I don't see them doing that but I will say Jaron Jackson freshman yeah his dad Jaron Jackson senior for people that don't forget uh for the people that do forget uh he was called his nickname was the Kevin Bacon of basketball I found that tidbit that's what that's what Jaron Jackson calls his dad wait what and that makes no sense to me was just because like he knows everybody it's like he the basically Kevin, the way the, that he described him was. He lived in New Jersey, Maryland, San Antonio, uh, and throughout it all, his dad handled himself in a way that connected him with a lot of people, a lot like Kevin you, Bacon. Well, you know the whole reason like six degrees of Kevin Bacon exists is just because his name sounds like the the word separation. That was it. I, I don't. I feel like people think that like Kevin Bacon like had this inherent thing about him that he was well connected. I mean, the guy was just like a movie star, like every other movie star. Do you like? You, you know about six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, Michigan State. I, I, they're definitely going to win the Big Ten by a ton. Uh, like, yeah, like five or six games. They're the best. They're clearly, team in the, Big the best 10. team in the Big Ten. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. The guards. Like I can't trust Langford. Like he's are, not going to make shots. I mean, I, I, I Langford like, had the he had a he had a bum hamstring last year for a little for 
stretch, but I yeah, every I, single I'm not, story. I don't disagree though. I, I was just disagree. telling Matt Goddard, one of our guys that uh, video producers here, big Michigan State fan. Every story about Michigan State, it's like the last line they try to sneak it in in case you forgot. It's like all these great things that are happening with the team, and then it's like Josh Langford still trying to find a shot, and so, I, that's not where you want to be because he needs is to be, he able to hit be an X factor or a glue guy. This I year? think he might be a bench guy. Ooh, wow. I hope not, because I like him. You're going to be getting tweets from his family. Um, let's move on to number two, the Arizona, I'm sorry, the University <laughs> 4 Wildcats. Uh, <sighs> what will happen for, so is, is the Big Ten going to win a national title, or is Arizona going to make a Final Four first? What's, what's going to happen first? Uh, Big Ten national title. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Because you know why? What's going to happen this year is Arizona is going to win the game. They're going to win the Elite Eight game. It's probably going to be against Xavier. Sean Miller is going to fight all of his demons. Everyone's going to be celebrating. Book Richardson's going to be in handcuffs on the sideline. Like, <laughs> yes, 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 we did it. And then the FBI is going to be like a SWAT attack. They're all just going to start running down, down yeah. to the floor and start just pulling people off. And, and Arizona's not going to be able to play in the Final Four. But that, actually, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're making a joke, but I actually think that would be – not to Arizona. Arizona fans. I, I, wrote I a like piece Arizona, about Arizona basketball. love Lou Dolson. I wrote a piece about Arizona a few weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago, I lose track of time very easily, um, about just basically how they're just incredibly tortured as a fan base. Yes. And every time they you think you think they're about to get something good, they get snatched away. And it's always and, backhanded. When people talk about Arizona, they're like, most elite eights in history. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to have God, that. That's awful. Uh, so you're making a joke, but I actually think that would be awesome. Not to happen to Arizona. I don't <laughs> yeah. want it to happen to Arizona. We're You're not picking enough. on schools yet. I'm saying I want this to happen to any school where the FBI builds their case <laughs> and they wait until that school makes the Final Four and then they drop the bomb. Yeah. Because one, it would be fantastic for content. It would be hilarious. It would be the Darren Rovell tweet where he's like, this is terrible for our country, but this makes for fantastic content or whatever. That's what I think about when I think about that. You and I would have a field day if that happened. Number two, that's like if you want to change – the way college basketball is run. That's how you that's do it. That's how you do it. You do it on the that's biggest stage possible. Yeah. yeah. But what I think is like, uh, I hope people get upset for like the FBI storming the court. Like if they storm yeah, the court, storm yeah, the court. Like, don't storm the court. Come on. Seth <laughs> Davis would be so, he would be so confused. He'd be like, on the one hand, I like cleaning up the sport. On the other hand, do we have to storm we, the court? Do we have to storm. Someone's going to get hurt. Some reporter's <laughs> going to trip over a wire and break his leg again. <sighs> so Arizona is like, you look at their starting five, their probable starting five again. I don't watch exhibition games. I don't know what their starting five has is, is been in exhibition games. You got Parker, Jackson, Cartwright. Can't play defense. Tiny. Great passer, though. Um, great. Probably perfect Nick really, Johnson yeah, point guard. Yeah, he was he was a Rex Fluger uh, teammate. I was, yeah. He was in that documentary. Uh, senior point guard. Great. Uh, you know, he's great for this team, I think. Raleigh Hawkins, who's hurt right now. He'll be back soon enough, though. Um, Lonzo Trier. I, I personally believe Trier is the best player in the country. I, I don't, I'm not going to argue. It's either Graham or Trier. I probably don't agree. I'd say Bridges is better, but I'm also, I don't care enough to argue against it. I mean, like, Trier's right there, too. So, did we test his piss this year? Or did we we t- <laughs> Dude, come on. Uh, you're come right. On, you're right. On. You're right. He, he did, he, it was, come on. Come on. Come, come on. on. It was an accident. Uh, that, tra- that tranquilizer got in his And then are they somehow. going, are they going DeAndre Ayton at the four and Ristich at the five? Are they doing the Sean Miller patented, like, no. let's play two well, huge seven footers at the same what time? What I saw, what I saw was, uh, Eaton was starting at the five. And Ristich uh, is off the bench? Yeah, and Ristich is off the bench. So who He's else is starting? Uh, the, the freshman dude, the, uh, yeah, what's his I name, Randolph? I know, I can't Brandon remember. Brandon Randolph, the, the shooting guard guy? Maybe. I can't remember his name, but yeah. They have another guy. Basically, Aiton's the five, and if you haven't seen oh, DeAndre okay. Aiton, he's jacked. I think we mentioned this yesterday on the podcast, or I might just be... Maybe we even mentioned it on South... We were on Cousin South's podcast. Yeah. We might have talked about him, but he is so freaking jacked. I don't think I've ever seen. I've anything seen one like picture it. of him. I've seen one picture. That's all I need to see. Yeah, 
He's, he, he's a pounds of muscle guy. So Azubuke at Kansas, yeah. he was the pounds of fat. He lost pounds of fat. <laughs> what happened with uh, with Aiden is he put on pounds of muscle. That's how, that's how you're, you're going to hear a lot of reports about that. Aiden was the number one player in the country. Everybody wanted him. Every single school was like rolling out the red carpet for this guy. There were a lot of bags to be had, and uh, he ended up at Arizona. And he may, you know, we haven't seen a guy break a backboard since Shaq. I think mm-hmm. he could do it. I think he- I've heard rumblings that so Bamba at Texas has done it. Brandon oh, yeah. Huffman at North Carolina has done it. DeAndre Ayton at should, Arizona. Arizona should, I don't know if Arizona has like an old gym on their campus, but they should like play there just to purposely because you know the technology like yeah. come along with those backboards, but they should go like play on an old backboard. But even play. just like pulling it down in a gym, like playing like if they played at Utah or something, and yeah. he just like pulls it so it, like it yeah. goes down to six feet, and they have to reset the whole game. Like sweet. that. That's what that's I want to see. Need. Like we, need this, more we, that, need, we need more of that in basketball. That's yeah. how you save college basketball. Yes. Oh my god. And rush the court. Jesus. Um. <laughs> So I was looking at so I, I just listed those five guys: yeah. Jackson Cartwright, Hawkins, Trier, Aiton, Ristich, yeah. and I. I said if that was like a hypothetical top five guys, like that is insane. That is a loaded lineup. Um, Arizona jumps out at the page, right? I, I think to me, Duke, Arizona, and Michigan State. You love I love Villanova, but I love Villanova in that like charming way. That's like there's also that like college. They're they're constructed like an old school college team. But as far as just like whipping your dick out, and like this is what I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan saying, State, Arizona, and Duke are just like head and shoulders. If we're playing like right now in a preseason tournament, we roll the balls out. Yeah, Villanova probably will win because yeah. he just they just have the culture. But when You're it gets right. into like actual talent in March and right. everyone's develops and they play yeah, with yeah. each other long enough, then maybe I don't. I'm it, not I, sure. I, I wouldn't want to play any of those teams. I, I don't really trust Arizona's bench, and that's probably because I don't follow recruiting and I don't follow the transfers either. So yeah, <laughs> and that is literally their bench. So I looked at their bench and I was like, yeah, I don't really know any of these guys. They must not be very good. But uh, but those that, that those five guys. Yeah, they look they look really good. I also don't trust their shooting, by the way. I don't really trust. That's always been a problem with me. With uh, well, Trier's hot and cold too. So I don't really trust they have anybody they can um, throw the ball to and 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 get a three point. But uh, anyway, I was I was getting excited. I I, I was looking at our next team and I got a little too excited. So yeah. our number one team, Tate, to wrap up this pod, to wrap up our previews, which makes me disgusted. Your Ohio State Buckeyes. We did it. <laughs> It's Duke. It was always Duke. Yeah. It was if you're a new listener, uh we love Duke. No, we don't. <laughs> boy, boy do we not love Duke. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh we do not Tate like hates Duke. Duke. Tate is a North Carolina alum. It's hates Duke. I It's not even like just I've grown growing, to love Duke because of that. <laughs> I've grown to love Duke because I think the I think the modern misconception with my Duke hate is that they think it like I went to North Carolina right and I just like hit me I was like I hate Duke. That's All what happened sudden. with me in Michigan. I didn't I didn't care about Ohio State Michigan. Yeah. I went to Ohio State and they're like, hey, you should hate Michigan. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do that. And that's how most people are with these rivalries. I grew up in Henderson, North Carolina, which is right next to Durham, North Carolina. I saw the one percent of Duke in Durham live this nice, lavish, beautiful lifestyle Dude, with this beautiful cathedral campus. Sports. And then just shit all around it, and they don't care. <laughs> and I lived in the shit, so I, I know, I, I know, I know what they do. Uh, so my hatred for Duke started a long time ago. I always liked Duke football. They had cheap tickets. We'd go to Duke football games. Like my dad grew up. My dad grew up a Duke fan, you know. But Coach K changed everything at Duke. Everything. Yeah, I, th- I think that's After pretty the- well documented that Coach K changed everything at Duke. Yeah, that's for a, the worst. That's a great, t- that's a great yeah. scoop you have there. Yeah. Duke- well, <laughs> let's talk about hell. Let's get in. Let's I'm, jump in. I'm, I'm just, burning. I'm stepping I'm back. I'm fire. passing you the ball and stepping back and letting you take care of this. We talked about Carolina yesterday. You're a little off your game. You're I had like, a migraine oh, yesterday. Yeah, and I, migraine. Wasn't, I wasn't ready to fight back for North Carolina. You got a good night's sleep. You're ready to go in on Duke. All right. Go ahead. First up, Coach K, what's he talking about this season? This is the youngest team we've had since Johnny. 
Mark, Billis, and David were here in 1982. That's what he's saying right now, right? So he's taken this team, a freaking senior five-star guy that won you a national title, uh-huh. is on your team, Grayson Allen, who is now motivated and mature Grayson Allen he's, for people that changed. haven't seen he's these changed. headlines. He's and, he's re- and he is saying that that group, this group on this team, with Grayson Allen as senior yep. leader, is the 1982 team that couldn't win. <laughs> you know what? That's what he's comparing them to. Cal's t- in his head, dude. I have never seen That's anything. That's a Calipari move. The spin zone of that with the narrative of this team is unbelievable right now. They have Marvin, Marvin Bagley, who everyone, he's the second team preseason All-American right now. Yeah. O- over Joel Berry, who was the most outstanding player in the Final Four last year. That makes a lot of sense. Way to go, media. Uh <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. We got Wendell Carter, a five-star kid. Wendell Carter Jr., five-star kid, probably better than Bagley, probably going to play more. Unbelievable. He's one of my favorite players on their team. You got Gary Trent Jr., son of Gary Trent, another five-star. We're talking about the 1982 team at Duke that could not win anything. (laughs) And we got this. He's compared like 35 stars. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. You got Jack White. You got Marcus Bolden. Bolden People forget about him being a five-star guy that's just sitting on their bench rotting away per usual. Javin Delarier. Who's like a great talented dude that's gonna play a lot this year? That's a wing guy. You got Vrankovic, who's the new Zubek. He's gonna be setting screens for Grayson Allen like it's his freaking day job. <laughs> I he's gonna be I am losing my mind at who's how this kid, team who's is. Who's the ranked. last kid you Richard? Who? Vrankovic? Vrankovic? Yeah. Is he is he the plumley of the team? N- yes, he's from the, Croatia. The bad, who's the last one? Mason? Miles. Miles. Marshall. No, Marshall. Marshall. God. Marshall. Yeah. Mason's the middle one and then Miles. Marshall the, first the one, one yeah. that just like would run around grabbing his nuts. Do you know Miles Plumley's making twenty one million dollars from the Atlanta Hawks right now? Miles is the oldest? Yeah. That's kind of surprising. The Bucks signed him, traded him to the Hornets. Mason was so Michael, good. Yeah, Mason, Mason was really well, Mason was I mean, good. I mean, good, good is very, that is a stretch. He's on the Denver Nuggets now. And then Marshall. Miles making 21 million. Yeah. yeah. You know, Marshall Plumlee is on the New York Knicks with Lance Thomas. You want to talk about collusion in the NBA with those Duke people? Oh, my God. Come on. I should have I should have uh, tried to play professional basketball, sounds like. You should have gone to Duke. You'd a, have a job right now. You'd be like J.J. Redick. You'd be making $23 million so, uh, on the Sixers. Is this team better than last year's? Is a question everyone has. Last year's Duke team. I'm sorry was, I got heated, everyone. I love Duke. Duke last year was my favorite college basketball team of all time. Yes. The, the content they provided was... I can't even. We don't even have time to go through. Oh, that's like a whole other podcast. To even list all the stuff that they had with Grayson Allen and the the hype going into the season and all the injuries and et cetera, they were so et much fun. And then the ACC tournament the run down, when they beat North Duke Carolina. Harris, uh, Harry Giles had the back. block. They're not the back. Dunk. Yeah, they're, they're back. They're not back. Uh, Do you want to hear the craziest so thing? My I question heard? to you is: Is is this? Oh, go ahead. No, I just before we ask this, I just want to say the craziest thing I heard from a Duke fan this whole year is that they deserved the number one seed that North Carolina got. Yeah. And if they had gotten it, the North Carolina would have played South Carolina in the game. Like they would have gotten the That's two true. seed. Like basically, they just would have flipped their spots. So North Carolina would have lost to South Carolina. Duke would have That's won actually a, a take title. I get behind. I, I'll get behind that. Take. Oh my god! North I, Carolina almost lost to Arkansas in South Carolina. Oh my god! You think they're not going to lose to South Carolina in South Carolina? Jesus! I mean, am I, I wrong? I, I think am they, I wrong? I think just, that. When, how about this? When I say something wrong, you stop me. North Carolina almost lost to Arkansas in the second round in South Carolina. Frank Martin and Roy Williams are good friends. He wouldn't have been able to do it to him. He knew that they were a title okay. team. Okay, so my question to you, back to my question, <laughs> is this team better than last year's team? At this point right now, where we were with last year's team, where there's 40 and 0 talk, I was probably the one doing it the most because I knew it would be funny. But last year, with going into the season with Duke, I was there was talk about 40 and 0. Again, it was all coming from me. Is this team this year better than the team was last year? 
Not even close. I don't think so either. And that's the thing. I was saying all this earlier about him comparing the 82 team and acting like this team's amazing. They are nothing like last year's team. I thought last year's team was... I mean, we said this. I mean, I, I didn't want to admit it, but I thought that they were going to win the title. I just did. Because that's they, how, that's of course how it they goes. they were going to win the title. They were insane. <sighs> Thank God they didn't. They were so good. Yeah. Thank God they didn't. Even as they were losing to South Carolina, you're like, well, they'll find a way. You know, Kennard we'll was probably going to end up being one of the most underrated Duke players. Yeah. In the past 10 Luke years. Luke Kennard is the only likable white guy from Duke, like, of all time. Like, that was that was the upset of the turn of and last And he season. was one year away from coming back to be Mike Dunleavy. Like, he would have yeah. come back this I year. I guess Dunleavy's likable. I like Dunleavy. Uh, are we sure? I like are Dunleavy. We sure we, are we sure do? he's likable? What did he ever do? Good God. What did he ever do? He was such a little cheap shot artist. Oh, my I God. Can't. You made me, my, my love for Duke grows every time I hang around you. Uh, the one note I had on Duke, so I let you, I let you do everything. I, only, I, I literally wrote down one thing about Duke, and it was... Um, Lorenzo Romar has won. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo Romar has won a regular season conference title more recently than Coach K. I love it because that's what? what matters. Yeah, Coach K loves the AC tournament. No, I, I by your not your ACC bullshit where like you only count the, the, whoever wins the tournament as the conference champion. Every other well, place that's on bullshit. Earth, that's Coach K bullshit. I'm talking about every the, other place on earth is the regular season. The regular season. And guess title. who won that last year? North Carolina. Yeah, Coach K has not won since 2010. Yeah. Lorenzo Romar, who everyone like you ask any college basketball fan, like he's a terrible coach. Yes. has never done anything. Yes. never won anything. He They're won. blaming him for Marco Fultz now. Yeah. Like if you went yeah, to a real school, yeah, right, right. <laughs> he's the worst. Uh, he won it in 2012 and then went to the yeah. NIT. That, that year, the Pac-12. <laughs> they were so bad that year. I remember the that year. Yeah. Basketball was so bad. Coach A hasn't won an ACC since 2010. Not surprising. Think about that. So, are, we, wor- are, are we worried about Jeff Capel? Well, like the FBI thing? Uh, are we worried? I mean, he's the best in the game, dude. He covers his tracks. He'll be fine. What's his salary? His... Can someone find that for me? I know they don't release that because it's a private school. It, yeah. I want to know his salary. We heard that uh, uh, our boy Tony Bland was making $3.5 million at USC. I think Cable's making five million, if I had to guess, because K's making I, uh, K's making ten million, which I mean, these, these non consecutive stop me when I'm lying. Bills. Yeah, Is stop me when I'm lying. <laughs> K's making ten million. He's definitely making five yeah. million. I think he's got two and a half for himself, two and a half for the bags. Yeah, K, K, well, the bag leaves, I should say. What if K, what if K's ten million is like a kickback? You just kind of like kicking it down. To, it's trickle down. I'm sorry, stick the sports. Uh, <laughs> K's the Reagan of right. Duke basketball. Put it, put it back in your pants, Dave. We'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about Duke this season. Um, the season is here. I'm though. sorry. I'm just thank fired you guys up. so much for listening to our preview podcast. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe. Tell your friends. We're gonna have fun this year talking college hoops. Um, I had so much more fun today. I don't know if it's because we talked about Duke. It's because you whatnot. knew Duke was coming. That was that's that, that's that's how we get you excited. So, uh, oh, by the way, I started a uh, a Twitter account for us. Oh yeah, one shining pod at, at one, one shining pod. pod. So uh, if you're into that, follow us. We're not really sure what we're gonna do with it yet, but we're going to find ways. We might do some like live video stuff. and We'll tweet uh, out the links to the shows. It's, it's going to end up being just like Kevin Stallings jokes, Scott Drew jokes, Is Duke back, my guys, quotes from Calipari. It's just and things that we just normally like, talk about. And you're like, man, this is kind of funny. And then by March, you're like, these guys are kind of re- recycling the same jokes. This is kind of stale at this point. But, you know, it's what we do best. So. Well, it's called Stallball and get <laughs> used to it. That's what 2018 is so about. Thank you, so thank you so much. Uh, exciting season. Getting tipped off today. UCLA, Georgia Tech. The uh, what's the one what, thing you're watching that game? A parting thought for that. Oh what? my God, Ben Lammers, come on, baby. Ben Lammers, you're my not gonna, favorite, one of my favorite players in the we ACC. We have UCLA players getting arrested in China. We have yes. uh, Josh Pastner getting blackmailed because he didn't tell his friend happy birthday. Um, <laughs> that's the game everyone's so excited about. Uh, not not a not a ton of great games to kick no. it, to kick off, kick off the season. But I that's blame a the, fun game. I blame the aircraft carriers. When yeah, we we screwed that up, and then 
guys kind of backed away from the whole thing. And, People start um, sliding on the court because of like well, ocean we spray. The, we do have the Champions Classic coming up on Tuesday, and Tate and I will probably probably gonna do some video, probably do some video stuff. So stay tuned for that. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Save the crew.